everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm really excited today because we are here to talk about the year of 2019 for Walt Disney Company, uh, their various brands, and uh, we're, we're going to be ranking all of the movies that they released this year, and I am joined by my very good friend, Stanford. Hi. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. As I was putting together this list, uh, I kind of... I don't know how you feel, but I kind of feel like, yes, of course, it's been an incredible year at the box office for the Disney Corporation. There's no doubt about that. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's been not that great a year as far as quality. Yes, I agree. I just think as far as creativity and, and quality, it's, it's, it's been spotty, but, but holy smokes. I mean, so much money. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had, as total, I, I only had four of these that I went rotten on uh, okay. out of out of f 14. Yeah. But I had, I would say, seven that I was marginal, very marginal. <laughs> I mean, seven, I had seven that were okay to mm, right on the border. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> <I read> <laughs> and then three really that I loved. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting doing this ranking, but yeah, I mean, they had a lot of, you know, a lot of remakes, a lot of, uh, uh how uh, many remakes? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, um, we are not including the Disney channel movies. There's two, there were two this year. Um, and the Kim possible movie I enjoyed. I, and a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was cute. Uh, I guess I'm I'm pretty easy on these Disney Channel movies, um, and then Descendants three, I thought it had some good parts about it. Uh, if you're a fan of the series, it was it was perfectly fine, uh, but I didn't feel like it was fair to make Stanford watch all three Descendants movies. <laughs> <laughs> you were so nice. What a I, good friend. <laughs> I still want him to be my friend, um, and, uh, and so I <laughs> we didn't have to make a part of this. Uh, but I think the sh I think the series is perfectly harmless and perfectly fun for its target demographic. I did think that the um, the choreography was a step down from the second one, uh, and usually Kenny Ortega you know really nails that gets fun choreography in his movies. And I don't know this one just felt like nothing special. None of the none of the music or the uh, choreography was as fun as in the second one. There's a whole really fun dance sequence that uh, uses water and uh, that was that was really neat I, I mean it, it is kind of copied off of step up <laughs> step up 3d 3d oh interesting uh, okay yeah which the step up movies if you just want to watch some really cool choreography they're actually fun movies they're yeah they're uh, they're not great plots but but right. uh, if you they have some really cool, good dancing now, anyway, did, did Kenny yeah. Ortega direct? Has he directed all three of these Descendants films? I think so. You know, sure. okay, okay, interesting. Pretty yeah. sure, yeah. So yeah, he he knows how to to make an entertaining entertaining movie for that demographic. He does, yeah. And uh, so I because I've, I've seen High School Musical, I've seen those films. Yeah, <laughs> I like those and, films. Yeah, I do. And I haven't gotten to see the High School Musical, the series. The yes, musical, I haven't either. Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> that meta name that they're using. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I've heard it's actually quite good. I've heard good. Yeah, that's what I've heard, that it's, that it's really entertaining. Yeah. yeah. 
So, yes, yeah, so we have 14 movies that are on this list, and uh, three of the movies are Disney Plus originals. And, I mean, I kind of wonder if it won't be that long before they don't even have the Disney Channel at all. Because I'm thinking, what is the purpose mm-hmm. of the Disney Channel at this point? Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. wondered about that, too. If they're going to keep it on just to have a presence, you know, on basic cable yeah. or everything's just going to move to Disney Plus. Because they announced the new Zombies movie is going to be on Disney Channel, but I just can't see that uh, happening much in the future because why would you do that? If you're trying to build up your Disney Plus content, yeah. and that's a, a pretty uh, important demographic for them, yeah. that age group. And so I don't understand why you would put it on Disney Channel when, you're, when you could put it on Disney Plus. So, I, I don't know. I feel like, is, is Disney Channel going to kind of become, like, more for toddlers? You know what I mean? Like, more for yeah. Disney Junior, that kind of a thing. I, I wouldn't surprise me at all. Me, me, yeah, me neither. I, you know, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how these various things get, get programmed, you know, yeah. and, 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 what, and what they choose to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, we did include... Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home in this ranking, we are well aware that that is a Sony film. Yes. (laughs) Not not stupid. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like because it is... Kind of a 50-50, you know? Yeah. uh, Because Kevin Feige is the executive producer. uh, All of that. I just feel like it belongs in this discussion. So Yeah. Yeah. I thought... I think it was a good call. Yeah. So... (laughs) Plus, it's a way to ensure people will be really mad at me. <laughs> the ranking, which is always good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right. So, it's going to be good. Uh, this I'm very curious because I think that our answers will be quite different. But I, I know. I'm really excited to see where our answers are. On this. Uh, I'll start. My number 14 is the Lion King remake. It was just so empty. It was so bland. It was, yeah, the visuals looked nice, uh, but they also looked weird because you have animals singing and dancing, real life, photorealistic, and the whole concept was just broken from the very start. I do not know what John Favreau was thinking. Uh, <laughs> I, I think maybe they just got a little caught up in the technology of what they could do that they, in the in the words of Ian Malcolm, you didn't think that they should do. Yes. <laughs> they should. <laughs> um, yes. So I, that's my, my lowest. It was just, uh, it was really just kind of boring. It was, there was nothing. Yeah. So my number 14, Rachel, is also the Lion King yeah. remake. I hated this movie so <laughs> much. <laughs> well, and I love the Lion King. You know, I love, I, I, I think that the 1994 original is such a fantastic film. And this, I'm with you. I mean, the, the technology is impressive. No, no question about that. Yeah. But by making it photorealistic, it like just pulls the soul out of it. There's, you know, the, the, the artistry and, and the whimsy and the emotion all get stripped because sure, you know, animal, we know that animals emote. I mean, there's no, there's no question about that, but, they can't emote as much as a, you know, as one I guess. Yeah. That's, that's drawn, you know, you know, or that's that's animated like that, rather than just making it just look so realistic. And mm-hmm. and I also, I mean, just scenes like I just can't wait to be king and be prepared 
that that really go to kind of a neat place in the 1994 film. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with just kind of the the colorful and more kind of fantasy type elements. That all gets stripped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was it was so bland. Like they were yes. just so you have all this incredible voice talent. Oh, yeah, and, seriously. And, and like, shoot a fledge for as Scar was just, it was just wasted. He didn't. Yeah, do, it was a waste because he's such a good actor and this yeah. is such a bad role. Yeah. And it was just, it was just the most bland performance of liking. I don't know how you can make this concept work as a movie. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's broken. It's like a fundamentally flawed idea. Yeah. But uh, I mean, and, yeah. A billion dollar fundamentally flawed. Yeah. So what so do we bad. know? What do we know? <laughs> well, then it did so well. Yeah. You know, then it did so well. It's so frustrating to me because it's like great. Now, yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 remake Gravy Train is never going to end. Yeah. And and um, ugh, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it, at least we're going to talk about some of the other ones. At least those had I uh, I felt like a little bit of a little bit more energy, a little more creativity, uh, yeah, yeah. and well, with a little bit of modification or some additions. Where this mm-hmm. being this is almost truly a shot for shot. Yeah, like seeing Simba's fur fly through the air does not add anything to me. That's not a significant <laughs> plot choice. I mean, it was it yeah. was bizarre. I mean, I would frankly rather watch any of the sequel movies of Lion King then watch this live action one yeah. again. Yeah. I, I went I just this it was just <laughs> it was so yeah and so yeah I mean I don't know I, I guess the only way that you could almost make it work is if you didn't have dialogue. If you wanted uh-huh. to do the that would have been at least like kind of interesting. Yeah. You know like if you had the same story of the Lion King with photorealistic animals, but without dialogue, yeah, then it, it would be kind of, it would be more like a, sort of a, a fresh kind of take on it. It would feel more like a nature documentary. It would, I don't know. That would at least have been interesting. I feel interesting. like. Interesting. Yeah. And, and something, I, but, something different know. rather than really just the exact same script and really every shot just almost identical. You know I mean? Yeah. I know they, they made a few little, some minor additions to, to the script. And they added that one Beyonce song. Uh, they were just like walking. There was no no addition to anybody's character or plot no, or anything. No. It was it was bizarre. So yeah, yeah, we agree on that. I know. So this one nobody will agree on me, but hear me out. Okay. So my number thirteen is Spider Man Far From Home, and I know it's extremely controversial, but hey, you're good. There's, there's a couple things why. First of all, I don't think that the whole idea of the illusions works very well. I think it's kind of stupid because you can break up all like so many things would have to go together and work perfectly in order for this plan to succeed. I mean, if the, literally if a plane flew through, then they would, you know, then it would be ruined. If there was any kind of defense aside from just Spider-Man, it, they wouldn't work, and it required a big suspension of disbelief, especially the fact that this Mysterio guy uh, would would be able to coordinate all of this from, from a remote setting. Like It was a lot, but that's not even why. What really annoyed me is I feel like a, it doesn't make sense from Tony's character because he was actively 
pursuing nonviolence. He was actively trying to get the Sokovia Accord, you know, signed. He going all the way back to Iron Man three that uh, that he. Uh, was not somebody who's going to be building this giant satellite space thing out of droids and then he's going to give the the this the glasses to peter a, ch- a basically a child a teenager he's going to give that to him that makes no sense to me at all given his yeah. character given who he is and i just felt kind of annoyed by that that was frustrating to me and i just i liked all the stuff with the teenagers i thought that was all good but pretty much all the the villain stuff i didn't like especially the fact that they have to bring back all of these people from tony stark's life that he supposedly uh you know screwed over that are mad at him and i was like oh that was annoying to me and i don't know i just didn't like it i didn't think it was good and uh everybody else everybody else loved it uh and that's fine but i just i didn't i didn't like it i didn't think it was good yeah hey there you go i i appreciate what you have you know your your viewpoint on it and um i uh yeah i'll be mine's a little higher higher (laughs) up on the list but i can understand your criticism for sure yeah Yeah. so what do you have at 13 Uh, for 13 it's another one of the remakes it's it's uh the Disney Plus original Lady and the Tramp mm-hmm. was my 13. I, again, part of a, again, I love the original, you know, the 1955 animated film so much. Mm-hmm. This just was, honestly, it was almost like I had to chain myself to the chair <laughs> just to, just to sit, just to watch it, Rachel. Cause you know, <laughs> I, was, I was such, I was just rolling my eyes and just, I, you know, yeah. if I had if I had things that wouldn't hurt the TV to throw at it, I probably would have. You know, yeah. I hated this film so <laughs> much. I, you know, the I guess in its defense, it, it, it unlike the Lion King, at least it tried to be its own thing. You know, it it, yeah. it had a few little variations to the plot, and and uh, you know, I mean, the dogs are cute, and they did a nice. I thought they did. I thought some of the cinematography was nice uh-huh. and, and uh, you know, again, I, particularly lady, I thought that was such a beautiful Cocker Spaniel, you yeah. know? Um, so that part was, is kind of fun. I loved how, you know, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> that horrible aunt Sally, you know, gets, uh, gets her come up and what she does it in the animated film. So that made me happy, but otherwise it was just horrible. You know, for the Bella Note sequence, they pick F Murray Abraham. The same, you know, Bella Note. Uh huh. Like, why not? How come they can pick some great Italian dude, you know, to yeah. do this rather than yeah. like him? I mean, it just to me is is just why why I hate these remakes so much. Yeah. Um, just pure pure unadult unadulterated torture for me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I do. Uh, but I actually kind of liked this movie. I I here's the thing that a couple reasons why I give it more of a pass than these other remakes yeah. is that I feel like Lady and the Tramp is kind of underrated. And so I feel like this will maybe help some people to watch to the watch. original. Yeah, good point. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's underseen. People don't give it the credit that it's due. Um, and I mean, we'll talk about when I, when I have it later, but um, 
I mean, maybe I just love those doggies and they're so cute. They are cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I felt like, yeah, it did make some changes. Like the, you know, Siamese cat sequence is different. They had some weird choices. Like when Jim Deere and Darling, who weren't nearly as, as sweet as in the original, um, but they just, they like trick Aunt Sarah to watching Lady, which was so weird. Cause yeah, like, that was weird. They thought that she, she thought that she was watching the baby and they're like, oh, surprise, you're watching our dog. And yeah. why on earth would you want to leave your dog with somebody who doesn't like dogs? Like that would be a very bad thing. And, and, <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, I, <laughs> higher but i have a 12 i have aladdin i i i do think that there's something to like in aladdin i appreciate all the scenes would where I, I say that will smith was in sort of hitch mode uh when yeah. he wasn't trying to be blue genie i think it worked way better yeah and uh, there were some definite there were some funny parts i thought the casting pretty much overall i think except for jafar i think the casting was pretty good yes like i agree yeah and uh and so and i i like jasmine's new song i think that it's a good song but i think its placement is very weird and i think that they didn't do a very good job of matching it with the other songs uh, -huh. uh with the original songs it feels so out of place yeah um, as far as style and singing singing style and all that but she does nail it and she sings it really good which mm -hmm. as beauty and the beast fans we all know we can't take that for granted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and overall, it it was harmless. I didn't. I was like right on the edge with Aladdin, but I hated the. I hated Jafar. I thought it was terrible. Like, why are we doing this with, uh, you know, all this warmongering and stuff? I'm like, what? That's yeah. not interesting to me. And he was just such a whiny character it was such a weird take on the character and i just thought they the non-hitch scenes they sort of sapped any of the humor uh -huh. like prince ali and then friend like me yeah. um but i did like the choreography and some of the things in in those sequences were pretty fun um overall i wouldn't be miserable watching it again i think it's yeah. perfectly fine but it's it's not like pretty much this next batch a whole bunch of them are movies that i'm just kind of like met on <laughs> yes but like you know it's like so i have to be like am i slightly mad to the positive or slightly mad <laughs> to the negative and this is mad to the negative uh, yes. because <laughs> i i just would way rather watch the original any day uh it's way better so yeah i've got a lab just a touch higher but but i but i agree with you on every point the uh i thought it's it's casting was over other than jafar was its, its, its strong point. And even though I didn't love Blue Genie, you know, when Will Smith was in Blue Genie mm -hmm. mode, I appreciated that at least he was trying to be himself. You know, I mean, it was his interpretation of it rather than him trying to copy Robin Williams. And, yeah. and uh, I, I like that. But again, this was photorealism goes bad. I mean, it doesn't work yeah. with them as they were, you know, transforming you know, blue genie into all the different stuff that happens, you know, in the, in the 1992 animated. Yeah. Version. I just thought that was a big, that was a big fail. And I uh, hated Iago as that giant bird. That was, yeah, the, that didn't work at all. That, was the worst. that didn't work at all. <laughs> there was some part of it. I also, I just couldn't believe it was a Guy Ritchie movie. It was like, what? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was a weird movie. It was so weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, so, what do you have? My, my number 12 was Dumbo. The Dumbo remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
uh, I, I, you know, Tim Burton is, of course, is, is kind of hit and miss. Um, yeah. I, I was intrigued by the, by the prospects. I thought, you know, Tim Burton actually could make some, this kind of interesting. And I actually really liked the production design. I thought that was, that's probably what I liked the most about the film. I, and I also thought that the CGI Dumbo they created was pretty adorable. Yeah. But um, what a weird movie. Uh, and, and, weird then, movie. and even though, you know, here I am just totally criticizing The Lion King for being a shot-for-shot shot remake. This went off in such left, left field for me as far as just what they did with the plot that uh, uh, that, that was something I really, I really, I really disliked. I, I mean, I appreciate that they're trying to make – I know that, I mean, just our, 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 our current sensibilities are so different than when this film was made in the 40s, you know? Yeah. But, uh, that they turned it into this big environmental thing. I mean, like, or like, you know, animal cruelty thing. Um, I don't know. That didn't really work for me. I, I thought that, uh, I mean, I just kept thinking throughout, I was reminded of that film Free Willy, you know, when, uh, mm-hmm. with that killer wheel whale. And I just you think of the poster, you know, where the whale is, is, is finally able to, to jump out of its, uh, its uh, container, mm-hmm. you know, or his mm-hmm. tank, or whatever he's, he's stuck in. I yeah. just, I just would call this film Free Dumbo, you know, just it's just like, <laughs> Let's let's free Dumbo from you know and Mrs. Jumbo from the horrible, from the horrible humans and um, I don't know it didn't work for me yeah at all yeah uh, so I have it number eleven I have it was this was a tough one for me because I I gave Maleficent Mistress of Evil I gave it a rotten. Uh, but there was a lot actually that I kind of admired about it. Yeah. I was right on the edge. Um, and I technically gave Dumbo a, a fresh cause we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, I, I was debating between as far as this ranking between the two of them. Yeah. Um, but I think I got Maleficent at 11. So, I mean, it's just the, the, yeah. these two are really close. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, th- I think that, it had some of the most striking cinematography of the year. It had some of the uh, some of the best costumes of the year, uh, production design. All that was really strong, and it was really weird. And it, the first uh, forty five minutes or so, I was really enjoying it. I thought that this is such a weird guess who's coming to dinner kind of oh. thing. With <laughs> I'm with you. I really oh liked that God, whole part here, but it was fascinating. It was yeah. Fun. I, I like sometimes kind of strange, weird movies. And it really felt to me like I would say the movie as a whole, I really felt like they were trying really hard to make something good. And mm-hmm. I did appreciate that. Whereas the first one, uh, I, I hated that one. Oh, and, so <laughs> um, and this, I don't know, just felt like they were trying to build some lore and trying to kind of, expand on the characters and uh so all of that i i liked the problem was is just that last half of the movie was so strange in a not as good way like all of this these battle sequences and this bizarre sequence in a church where they're like basically creating a a a gas chamber for all the woodland creatures and yeah and and it it was just it was long it was kind of boring and uh it just lost me all that kind of goodwill the first part had yes uh, but i don't know so 
yeah it, it was a very strange film from disney one of the weirdest i think they've released in the last 10 years to be honest yeah it was the weirdest movie yeah as a mission i've gotten left so this should be yeah. live number 11 like and, who was this made for yeah it was just really weird uh, i agree with you i was so happy that they were i just felt that this one was a really solid try <laughs> even though yeah even though yeah the second half and particularly that third act it just really oh it really yeah tanked yeah uh, and it all kind of uh just gets brushed away at the end to this wedding which was like hey we were just gonna you were just, just kidding to- yeah yeah just kidding <laughs> <laughs> very strange yeah but, uh, yeah so <laughs> I love it. um so i have dumbo at 10 i did go fresh on it but i and i haven't had a chance to see it again since that day yeah i only saw um, it one time too and it it really just hit me that day uh it was right the weekend that i was going through where i got the you know the the death threat and i had to call the fbi and it was just i was really stressed out and and i just <laughs> needed to see that movie on that day it's as simple yeah. as that and just the simple message about you know about the way the dumbo was being treated and uh uh it really connected with me on that day at that time and i you know even then even under those circumstances i could look at it and be like oh there's a lot of problems here but i really liked dumbo as a character he was so cute and i obviously i connected with the story um and i thought the first like 30 minutes were pretty much the original it's the original film all kind of capsulized in 30 minutes with with a few extra characters yeah and like baby mine was so cute and i loved that and you know it is sort of bizarre that you have disney making a film about a giant conglomerate that purchases a smaller <laughs> studio smaller a smaller yeah. circus that was weird, weird. And I, <laughs> um uh and it, like i felt like it wasn't almost intentional like i i feel like that was a little bit tim burton trolling disney just like uh-huh. oh, I think so too. yeah yeah and uh i don't know the movie just had a sweetness to me that i connected with on that day so you know i i uh, i did go fresh on it but um i can't really defend it that much <laughs> um but uh you know it was probably just a a weird project to begin with a mistake to green white i mean yeah. tim burton he hasn't made tim burton hasn't made a movie that i've liked i mean most i most of his movies have been downright unwatchable for me in the last decade yeah, I haven't really liked a film since Big Fish. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he his movies, I just feel like, I mean, aside from, I did, I do love Frank and Weenie, but as far as his live action films, I don't, he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't made a good one since Sweeney Todd is the last one I can think of that I, uh, Sweeney Todd or, or Big Fish. Yeah, uh, and, I did like, I did like Sweeney Todd too. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, he, he's just, I feel like, in the uh you know in the 90s when he had to sort of try harder to get his aesthetic uh-huh. i think that he uh was better i think his stories were better yeah and <clears throat> i mean i i just remember going to the miss peregrines 
which is like a solid book. Like it's a decent book. And I thought, oh, this will be so good. And I was so bored mm-hmm. in that movie. It was so bland. Yeah. And I really yeah. disliked it. Um, so my expectations were also exceedingly low for this movie. And so I mm-hmm. think that definitely helped as well. <laughs> I was like yeah. in a state of trauma combined <laughs> with exceedingly low expectations. So anyway, yeah. yeah. What do you have at 10? I have uh, Togo at 10, uh-huh. the, the, yeah. Dis- the Disney plus original. Uh, you know, it kind of feels rude to put it at 10 because i mean it's not a bad film i didn't think yeah i thought it was a pretty solid film and one of the things i'm so happy about with disney plus and i'm just keeping my fingers crossed i know we we're talking a little bit about what you know the disney channel stuff but um one of the things i really miss about the current walt disney studios setup is that they're unwilling to put out in theaters just kind of like a mid-budget family comedy or adventure you know just yeah. the, it was the classic disney's of kind of, of of my childhood and and you know that's just i mean the things change and, the, and that's just not what they're willing to do anymore i mean and they've tried they put out a few things i know you and i talked about uh alexander and the no good very bad yeah uh i'm messing up on the title yeah that i thought was just a classic disney family comedy that was so fun to see in the theater. Agreed. But I don't think it made enough money for them. And this is just not what they're going to do. So I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to put a lot of that content on Disney plus and I'm all for it. I yeah. love it. You know, I do think it's great. I thought this was a really good example of that. Just kind of this classic adventure movie with this, this beloved animal and all, you know, all of a sudden and then it's kind of got the, the whole man versus nature theme going on with it. There was some stuff I just didn't love about it. I thought it had some really beautiful cinematography. And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of, you know, I think I'm sure a lot of it was CGI too, but I think part of it is my, I don't just love man versus nature films a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I mean, it's just, that's just what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, but, so I don't mean to, to, to discredit this film at all. It's just, just like my enjoyment level it was a little lower just in comparison with the rest yeah, of the list. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So I have that further up. Uh, but uh, so my next one for num- for my number nine is also Disney plus it's Noel. Yeah. And I have that at nine too. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, so Noel, I probably had unrealistic expectations because I love Christmas movies and, and actually in, uh, in Hallmark, they've moved away from any kind of whimsy. Like it's been a long time since they made a movie with Santa, like as a or set in the North Pole or that. A lot of people, because a lot of people are like, oh, this is just like a Hallmark movie. And I'm like, uh, maybe in 2015, not now. Um, <laughs> not the Hallmark of today. <laughs> no, and I mean they. It's really been since 2015 that they've done anything in the North Pole or anything. So uh, it it this I was very excited about it and hoping it would be really good, and it's it was a little disappointing. I didn't hate it. I did go fresh on it. It had, I think Anna Kendrick is cute. The cast is really stacked and really fun. And overall it has a cute message and, you know, girls can be Santa. Like that's fun. Uh, so overall it's harmless. Um, but I just feel like it could have been a lot funnier. Mm-hmm. I wish that it had been funnier. I wish that it had been, uh, uh, I don't know. Just, I wish that it had been more of a romance 
It was kind of yeah. it because I felt like they were building and building. Buildings it was set up, up that. for it. I thought I yeah. kept waiting for that too. And and for it to not have that payoff was disappointing. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, but I did really love the whole <laughs> the text that uh, Billy Agner's character sends all the naughty kids. And they, <laughs> there's only like 2,700 good kids, and and he's like, "Sorry, if you make your bed more this uh, <laughs> this year, then you'll get on the nice list." Uh, or, or things like that was really funny to me. That made me laugh. Uh, and Anna Kendrick was just so darn cute in it that uh it's worth watching i think for yeah yeah i yeah. same thing i i thought it was it was really quite cute a yeah. bit of a miss on some of the stuff with the script i mean with anna Kendrick, bill Hader, you know i mean there 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 were laughs but i just thought this this film could have been so funny you know and it just i i thought that was that was a you know they just didn't quite get that across the finish line and and uh I, I was I was hoping that that that, that romance that they seem to be setting up, you know, all of a sudden she's like, "No, I'm saying I can't do it." Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I thought that was lame because I don't have any problem with a character ending up single. Obviously, I love Frozen, so I don't have a problem with that. But I have a problem with it when I feel like there's sort of the implication that you're building up a romantic comedy, and if she were to end up with a a partner that that somehow is less feminist and less empowering which is ridiculous you know tons of feminists fall in love and have partners and uh, you know like it is yeah that's that's ridiculous and um so i would have preferred that yes that there was a little bit more romance in the end um so yeah i think we're on the same page with noel but it was it was it was cute enough it was so cute and again so happy this just seems like this is the perfect type of film to yeah. put on disney plus and i just i'm just applaud disney for putting some original content out there and i hope that they'll keep it up yeah um so number eight for me is i where i actually have lady in the tramp just because i i did appreciate that they used actual dogs for a lot of the movie yeah, um, yeah. and they were really cute <laughs> And most of the changes I didn't mind. I like making jocks a girl. That was fine. I don't care. Yeah, that was fine. And I just thought it was pretty cute. (laughs) I liked the costumes. Calling out did a great job. Uh, And I liked the production design. Like I said, I I felt like I gave it a little more of a pass because I feel like it will introduce people to Lady and the Tramp that maybe forgot about it or haven't seen it. Uh, And hopefully then now they'll watch the original. I I was kind of glad I guess for a change in the Siamese cats because it's not like it's the best song. Uh-huh. No. Uh so that was fine for me. Uh and yeah, I mean Aunt Sarah it was just kind of a weird weird portrayal because why are they letting this woman watch their dog that was strange and you know the muzzle scene is always very disturbing. Yeah, so yeah, traumatic. That was that was pretty traumatic here as well, and I don't know. I just thought it was cute. I liked the dogs. What can I say? Yeah, no, I, and, <laughs> you know, and I don't. I'm I'm so overcritical about these things, which I you know, which I will own. But uh, I, I, you know, I agree with you on on so many of those on those points because yeah. it it could have been so much worse too. You know? Yeah, but, but, uh, <laughs> that's the scale. <laughs> 
um, but also I did think that it was very weird that they added like <laughs> to their to their scene where they're where they uh hook up after the uh after the Velenode, whatever they add all this dialogue and i'm like i yeah. don't really need that like yeah i don't was, need <laughs> you know, like, like, like a montage is fine we don't need to have all this. well and again that the animated version that just handles that in such an expert way you <laughs> yeah know? yeah such for sure yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh what do you have at eight so at eight, actually, I, I have Aladdin. Now I have to explain because I frankly can't believe I placed it so high. But um, <laughs> I put it at eight because I mean I was actually having trouble with, with eight Aladdin, nine Noel, and ten Togo for me. Uh huh. How to how to how to place these three? Uh, it actually just came out which one just which one did I enjoy the most? And Aladdin had some big problems. I still had a lot of fun. I think partly because I, I I'm so fond of of course the the original but this one just it, it was really entertaining and i thought because i thought aladdin jasmine has some really nice chem on-screen chemistry and uh, you know i like jasmine's new song and i liked it when will smith was in hitch i mean all those things you know that, we, that we've talked about yeah i just put aladdin a little higher just because i i just enjoyed watching it more than i did yeah uh, noel and togo yeah that's the same as uh me kind of with lady and the tramp i think yeah 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 uh so number seven <laughs> i have the rise of skywalker i know this may be shockingly low i think it was a oh, fun no. movie i enjoyed it um i thought it was really corny <laughs> it's silly and i think it gets back to sort of the heart of star wars and what star wars is <laughs> yeah I, I was not a big fan of the last jedi so i was kind of I was personally glad to see a lot of that get retconned. Like, I mean, honestly, you probably, you, you could easily just watch Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker and you would not miss anything. Like, yeah. all you would need to know is that Snoke died and that's it. Yeah. As far as plot, you would not need to know anything else. And there are a lot of problems with this movie. It is pretty messy. Um, but I think you could kind of say the thing, same thing about the original Star Wars. Mm -hmm. but they capture yeah. that spirit of adventure and that's what i like about the series and i like the characters yeah and so i i enjoyed it i had a fun time watching it but i guess i just think the uh, the rest on this list are a little bit better made yeah. uh and less messy uh yeah. than this movie so i have it a little higher but but i agree with you i mean it's 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 this one's got some issues so yeah I and, I have issues with it. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I think that the trilogy is kind of weak. Oh, uh, I I think this trilogy is really, frankly, a mess. And, yeah. and uh, it's probably more than I'm giving it credit for, but I really am not convinced that Lucasfilm had a really coherent vision between about what they wanted these three films to be. They no, were giving a yeah. lot of leeway to these, you know, these different directors and letting them come up with the story. But I think we all suffered because of it yeah <laughs> the film suffered because mm -hmm. it just there was just not a real i at least i didn't feel like there was a really good three-point and i didn't feel like they had any kind of i just didn't feel like they had that they really had a plan in place yeah no there's no doubt i mean there is i don't care what jj says i don't believe it that i mean there was there's literally a line in the movie that's trolling ryan johnson and trolling the last jedi oh absolutely I, 
So nobody will ever convince me that that this was like, oh, he did exactly he did exactly what I wanted him to do. Like yeah. we were totally in agreement. Sure, yeah, yeah. right. And oh, no, <laughs> um, and the whole thing with Palpatine, it was ridiculous, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, likewise. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's a fun ride. I think you know, it's a crowd pleaser. I think people are just are, are having fun at the movies, which yeah. is great. But for those of us who are like, you know, like myself included, who who have loved Star Wars their whole lives, I just don't feel like this was a really satisfactory conclusion. And, you know, they had an impossible task, yeah. I, I think. I mean, it yeah. could have been better, but impossible. How do you please all these people? Yeah. How do you bring all these storylines together? I, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's I tough. Agree. But still... I that Ray was a Palpatine and all this stuff is like what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. that was that was my, you know, my reaction. But anyway, it was it was an, it was a movie that's for sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> what, what what do you have at seven? So um, at seven, I have got. Uh, Sorry, I'm having issues. Uh, it's Penguins. Yeah. It's Disney nature film, which was adorable, I it thought. It was so cute. So well done. I saw it in IMAX, which I loved. It was, you know, just kind of like the perfect, I thought, you know, perfect film for that format. Just great editing, great storytelling, great length, pacing, everything. Like, everything you'd want in a, in a family-friendly nature documentary, I thought they nailed it. Yeah. I mean, I frankly feel ashamed of myself that I have penguins at six. How do I have penguins ahead of Star I know, Wars? I know. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's a better movie. If you want to watch, here's the things that it had to accomplish, and it did successfully. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, it, it is like it's apples and oranges, obviously. But if you're looking at what is a movie trying to accomplish and does it succeed, there's no question that yeah. Penguins is the more successful film. Yeah. And I mean, the only thing I didn't really like about Penguins is, I mean, I liked it, but it was it was a lot. Was the music choices were so over the top. Yeah. It was kind of fun. It was it was sort of I kept laughing. We had yeah. like Ario Speedwagon and stuff like that. It was like. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It was a lot. Um, you know, and they kind of, they practically anthropomorphize these, these animals and these nature, Disney nature documentaries. Uh, and that can be, uh, you know, it, it's a lot. Sometimes it's a little much. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I would put this pretty high up in my Disney nature ranking. Yeah. I thought for Disney nature film, I mean, and they're typically, I think, very good. Yeah. And, and this was, this was just no exception. And I agree with you. I thought it was and, really one of the better ones. And there's a scene where the the uh, there's a I think it was a leopard seal or something like that is going to eat one of the one of the yeah. penguins well, the and it plays in a place dead the the penguin and yeah. I was like no way that's not going to work no way and it totally worked and I was like <laughs> wow this is a genius penguin <laughs> this is the smartest penguin ever I know I mean, the best Disney nature documentary in my opinion was chimpanzee because that's mm -hmm. the only one where the actual filmmakers were like what 
we can't believe this happened. They actually had Jane Goodall come on and be like, what is going on? Uh, because the female that they've been following ends up, uh, ends up dying, uh, for whatever i can't remember how why yeah and then this male ends up basically like adopting the the baby uh chimpanzee and and like jane goodall and all the people were like this never happens this is not a thing like this is shocking and (laughs) so that one is probably my favorite although i do love the flamingo one Uh uh-huh because it's set up like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it's like this, <laughs> like this narration that I love. And, and then the, the, little, the little birds with their salt shackles. Oh, yeah. I like got those like ankles full of salt. You're like, go, little bird, go, go, go. <laughs> and they're running with all the salt on their feet. And, I'm like, <laughs> and they're all setting it up like the, there's these, um, like these villains that are eating the little birds. And you're like, no. I know. It's like you get so emotionally invested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would such say, a, kind of a you know a trademark yeah. right of their of their of their filmmaking or their storytelling. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I I feel like if anybody at Lucasfilm is listening to this podcast, you should be ashamed of yourself that, that I have that penguins. penguins. <laughs> that's the reality of the situation uh so uh (laughs) what do you have at six at six i have captain marvel i just thought captain marvel was a blast Uh, just a classic mcu film i i I, you know i i enjoyed the origin story i i I really i just liked everything about it i just thought this this is this is this is really a good film i mean it didn't it didn't change my life but i just (laughs) thought it was it was terrific you know, it was, it was just terrific, yeah. and and clearly Captain Marvel's an important character. Really helps with uh, you know the Avenger Endgame film, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's what's so great. I think so great about these MCU films up to this point is that they they play well together and they have yeah. a plan. You know, they had a plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have Captain Marvel at five. Can you mm-hmm. believe this came out this year? I know. Yeah, it, it, in fact, I really almost had to second guess myself. Uh, I was like, "Did that really?" Come out? <laughs> like, it just looks it so, so crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, but yeah, I it's not a movie that has stayed with me. Right. Uh, that I've thought about a lot, but I think that it uh, has enough fun between her and Nick Fury. Yeah. I thought that the Nick Fury de aging was really well done. And was to good. see mm-hmm. Agent Coulson again is all I know. I love really seeing Agent Coulson again. I love that it was set in the nineties. Yeah. That was fun. Fun. I, I, I thought there were, I mean, it was a little over the top to use. I'm just a girl, but I still thought those action scenes were, were fun to watch. And yeah, I think that it has a similar problem to Age of Ultron in the sense that I think both movies kind of stall when they get to the when they get to that the respective houses and they're uh-huh. just kind of sitting around waiting. Yeah. Uh, then they get a little it gets a little dull for me, a little boring. And yeah. I do think that that Brie Larson was a little disappointing in I mean not not to the extent that the psycho people think but i do think that i, I kind of wish she had a little more charisma yeah because that's oh. that's i'm with you that i was so excited that they cast brie larson but i just kind of felt in a way she kind of phoned it in you know yeah it just and, felt a little flat yeah like a little more personality from her and maybe she'll grow into the role yeah a little bit more but compared to 
most of their because because marvel has just been incredible with casting other oh, casting and, has just been, yeah. yeah i mean compared to obviously your captain america and your tony tony stark were just so great the casting but even uh chris hemsworth so oh, charismatic everybody uh, all the guardians know. so yeah. charismatic yeah I, in Captain Marvel 2, I'm sure that she will have kind of grown into the role a little bit more, just be a little, I don't know, just a little more cheeky, a little bit more kind of fun. I, so I don't know, but I still enjoyed it. I, I, it's not Wonder Woman to me, which is a film I adore, but, uh, but I think it's perfectly serviceable mm-hmm. superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so what do you have at five? Okay, at five is where I put Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, okay. I I just enjoyed it a little bit more than Captain Marvel mm-hmm. as far as just, you know, entertainment. Mm-hmm. I just love Spider-Man and, and Peter Parker in high school. That's just made me so happy. Yeah. And I hear you on, on, on your, you know, on your review of it mm-hmm. because I think that I thought that this Mysterio stuff was fraught with problems. And, and, of course, to me, it's like, you know, of course this is unrealistic because it's, you know, it's a superhero movie. <laughs> but th- that was really like, oh, wow, like, they can do that. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. so I totally hear you. I totally hear you. But uh, still, the, 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 the pros outweighed the cons for me, and I, and I really enjoyed it. And I, and I liked it more than Captain Marvel just because Tom Holland is so good in that role and, and uh, just that high school stuff. Yeah, it's so fun. I just, I just, I, I think that stuff with with uh, Zendaya is, is yeah. Uh, MJ is is positive, and Ned is such a fun sidekick. That I mean, is just mm-hmm. and really entertaining. It was just yeah. pure, pure entertainment for me. Yeah, and uh, I, I think a lot of people were mad that he told Zendaya. But uh, he told MJ, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not mad about that at all. I, I, I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not a secret superhero universe. That's mm-hmm. not the reality of, <laughs> of yeah. that world. You know, nobody, yeah. nobody has a secret identity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It would be kind of weird yeah. if Peter's the only one that's like this big secret. And I do think that the, uh, End credits were really fun for that movie. So that all was those end credits were terrific. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I, I I'm glad he told. I'm glad that Peter told MJ. You know yeah. about it, that she knows, and I love that Aunt May knows too. I mean, I just love. I love all that. I love that dynamic, yeah. and I think Musa Tomei is is so is so great to have her in that role. Yeah, because <laughs> it just kind of goes like against type, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it was role. really more just the Tony stuff. That was that was Yeah, no, I, and I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. But um okay. So my number 4 is actually Togo. So oh, cool. I was so pleasantly surprised by this movie. Yeah. I thought that it was it felt like a movie from the 90s, like one of these Yeah, it did. This live action Disney films uh like Iron Will, that's what it reminded me of the most. Yes. Will uh, and I love stuff like that. I absolutely do. And so, yeah, they used to make movies like Air Bud and Iron Will and Snow Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. I miss those kind of live action films from yes, Disney. And I, I really liked just the whole relationship between Togo and William Defoe's character. And I have to admit, there was a side of me that kept thinking about The Lighthouse and William Defoe <laughs> the whole time. I was like, he's gonna, 
Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, where's that the thought crossed my mind too. And I mean, like the scene when he's crossing that lake, that was oh, amazing. That was so wonderfully done. Oh, really stunning. Stunning. Yeah, and I loved his wife. She was great. Yeah, what was your take on their on on the relationship with between those two, Rachel? How did you what did you think of that? Because I I, I kind of got tired that there was so much kind of sadness and bickering, but I guess that was just part of the deal. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she always knew what was right, and then he wouldn't listen. Yeah, to yeah. her. <laughs> but I, but the whole time she's just kind of sitting there like eventually you'll learn yeah um, and yeah. I, I thought it was cute i thought it was, it was a fun dynamic for me and okay uh and i just I, i'm a sucker i guess for even though i don't own a dog myself a doggy movie dogs and movies and dog movies are yeah. super cute and i don't know i just this was just such a pleasant surprise i thought it was so well made and and now i will be forever mad at balto for stealing oh, togo's legacy like who knew that Balto was? <laughs> yeah, I like know. everybody lauds Balto, but it's so go. Like animated dog films lie. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a statue of Balto. That statue of Balto in, in New York City. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> but, I don't know. Maybe it was just low expectations, but this was just so much better than I thought. I thought it was genuinely exciting. I was drawn into the story. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. is he gonna make it? Yeah, uh, it, it, <laughs> it did a nice job with it. And this again, the cinematography. I just thought yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It, like especially crossing that like both times. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was you just that like was hear crazy. the ice crunching, crunching, crunching. Yeah, and then finally he has to throw Balto. I mean, throw a uh, throw Togo. Togo. And yeah. Togo has to haul the whole ice with all the other dogs, like. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, what do you have at four? Uh, four, I have Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know how much I love my Star Wars. But, yeah. but this, this film was, was uneven and in many ways very unsatisfying. Still, though, it's really fun. I mean, for lack of a better word, it's just, it is a fun time in the movies. Yeah. And, and uh, I loved how it just felt kind of campy and old-fashioned in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, I was really unsatisfied with with Ray's character arc. Really unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. uh, not enough you to didn't... be kind of like some kind of hater, but I just, I just, it, it just didn't, it didn't really work for me. Mm -hmm. Although I thought that what they did, I really, was, I was very satisfied with what happened with Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. I mean, there were a couple of things that, uh, yeah, you know, I think there was a lot of. We had a lot of family discussion over the holiday <laughs> about this. Yeah. Uh, particularly about the kiss. Yeah. You know, and all that. But but still, the, ultimately, Ben Solo, I thought, it was the most interesting character of, 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 of the whole trip. Yeah, super trip no trilogy. question. Yeah. There, no, yeah. No, there's no question in my mind. And I, really, and I really liked Ray, but I just, what happened with her, for me, just was kind of me, you know? Yeah. But... Still, though, I mean, enjoy it. I mean, it's fun. It's like yeah. Star Wars, and I had a good time. Yeah, that that's really fair. All right, now we're getting into the three that I actually like, really like. <laughs> Me too. These, I think, I think, you know, it's interesting here because I think we've got the same three. 
clearly yeah. and it'll be fun to see what order order we put them in. right so uh, yeah I, i've gone back especially the top two i've, I've gone back with over and over again oh i know me too um, I just, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was hard to choose really yeah so my number three is frozen two i've only still only seen it once yeah um but i so i need to see it again um i really thought it was bold of them to make the conflict be uh, with their family to be something kind of it's kind of horrible yeah. <laughs> their family had done that was yeah. sort of surprising and interesting and uh the music was just so great so beautiful the animation was so beautiful uh i really like uh, you know their characters their bond as sisters uh i love the fact that anna became a queen at the end that was great uh, I loved Lost in the Woods. I thought that was the highlight of the movie for oh, me. It was so hilarious. Uh, and I, you know, I liked Olaf. I just, I really enjoyed it. There are some problems, you know, with the narrative and some, you know, things. It, it's not perfect. But uh, overall, uh, I really enjoyed it. And so, yeah, I have it at three. I also have Frozen 2 yeah. at number three. I love this film. I've never been a Frozen hater. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I thought the original Frozen was great. I wasn't a big fan. You and I have talked about this too. I wasn't a big fan of like the Frozen phenomenon, I uh -huh. call it, right. where so much merchandise and so much stuff is like, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, but the original is great. And I think the sequel is really great. And I thought that they were brave with the sequel. I thought, you know, if you, it's imperfect. There's some, yeah. there's some stuff, and, and I've only seen it once too, so I want to, I really yeah. want to see it again. I'm not sure about a lot of the stuff with the whole North Ultra, you know, and mm -hmm. some of those specifics, but still, I, I thought the direction they went with both Anna and Elsa was really good, and I just love how that, that sister bond is the core, and the animation is just unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And great music. Anyway, I could go on and on. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, my main critique of the movie was that I felt like they underused all the new characters. I mean, especially, oh, yeah. I was expecting Honey Marin to have a much bigger part, and, and I kind of felt like they included her just to sell merchandise. Uh -huh. Just she, I mean, she hardly has any lines. Yeah, she's got at all. Two, yeah, just so, a handful of lines. Yeah. But I still really, really, it was in my top 10 of the whole year. I oh, yeah. It. So, For sure. it's terrific. Uh, so my number two is Toy Story Four, and I this is also in my top four of the of the whole year, uh, and I I loved this movie. I was I was sort of skeptical going into it, like most people were, uh, because Toy Story Three is so great. Um, but you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that the Toy Story Three is really the ending for Andy. And Toy Story 4 is our ending for Woody. Uh -huh. And I really loved the ending that they gave for Woody because in this world, if we imagine the rules of this world, there really isn't a way for the characters to die. So within the rules of this world, there has to be a sort of a soft space where Woody can land, where he's not going to be in this cycle of child's play. You mm -hmm. know, like that's, that's not a thing you can do for forever, for eternity. <laughs> and yeah. so they had to kind of come up with this this place where he could sort of live out the rest of his days whatever that means in this world and uh, i just i really thought that it was a lovely ending for our character and i uh, sort of his last deed to children 
uh, is to take care of Forky, who was hilarious and funny and way better than I ever expected when I first saw Forky. I loved Forky. And, uh, you know, I just felt like a sense of I've finished my course. I ran the race, you know, kind of a feeling at the end. And that really moved me and I thought was beautiful. And the animation was so great and it was so funny. So I loved this movie. It was, it was really good. I also have Toy Story 4 yeah. at number two. It, I'm with you on every, on every point. Yeah. It's such a good movie. And, you know, I, I remember talking to some friends about it. Like, oh, but, you know, it's so sad that, that Woody and Buzz aren't together. I'm like, well, you have a point. But th- think about Woody. I mean, you know, his, his life has been so diminished. I mean, Bonnie's cute. It's going to treat him well. But, yeah, he's, he's going to be in this horrible cycle. Yeah. And as long as he's Bonnie's toy, too, like, he's not in charge of the room. You know, I mean, any kind of role that he had, he's just in the closet, you know, with all the other kind of has-been toys. And it was know. Buzz's decision in the end yeah. to allow Woody to go. He would not have gone if it wasn't for his friend saying it's okay. Yeah. Oh, it's just so and, <laughs> and I love the whole relationship with, with Woody and Bo Peep. I, I just think mm-hmm. it's so cool that, you know, Bo Peep has figured out a way to be independent of a child and, and, and have mm-hmm. a great life. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I'm with you. So funny. Forky is so funny. Uh, I just thought, oh, dear. And also, I was really worried about this film just because of the challenges that were going on at Pixar, you know, with John Lasseter's departure. And with, you know, I mean, initially when I heard it, when I knew that um, Rashida Jones, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was was involved in the writing of it, I thought, and her, and her writing partner is at Will. I'm trying to remember what his last name is anyway. But mm-hmm. how, you know, just all oh, that's how, how cool is that, you know? Yeah. And then that falling out and all this stuff. I thought, oh, dear. It's this true. Is not, this does not bode well. but. But wow, they surprised me. In fact, they just wowed me. I just mm-hmm. one, one of the best films of the year for sure. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and uh, I, I also thought that the whole Gabby Gabby storyline was very refreshing because I was expecting it was it to- so good, yeah. so interesting. Yeah, I was expecting it to be Lotso Part Two kind of a thing. Yes, and it exactly, wasn't exactly, and it, it didn't. No, and go that way. Woody gives her his voice box which was kind of a, a, a touching moment. And then in her getting rejected was so devastating yeah. uh, by that little girl. And so then when she finds the little girl in the, in the music, part, that was, that was definitely the feels. I, I just thought it was great. And that was so surprising. Cause yeah, I agree. I thought that Gabby Gabby was going to be like a lotso sort of deal, mm-hmm. but instead, you know, what he sacrifices for and gives her, uh, you know, some happiness. Yeah. Uh, so we both have the same number one yeah. <laughs> Avengers Endgame is I think the only movie that I saw three times in the theaters in uh, oh 2019 uh, even though it's so long I just thought what they did was brilliant I thought that me too they were able to end uh, Tony and Cap's characters in such a satisfying way they were able to combine together uh 22 movies uh we're able to go back into those movies never did i think thor the dark world would be so important uh but it was and (laughs) and i I got good sign-offs or or good entries for all of our characters i mean the only one that really surprised me was i i thought they would use captain marvel more so that was a little surprising but yeah i don't know i just avengers assemble can you get more epic than that moment that was so satisfying that is one of the most amazing you know phenomenal moments i think in in in, uh 
in the MCU clearly. And then it just, just so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, and I came in uh, like not being the biggest fan of infinity war. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it. So the fact that they were kind of not only able to win me over on this film, but they kind of made me like infinity war better Mm because of the way that they handled everything. And Mm -hmm. almost everything worked for me. I thought that there's some people didn't like, uh, the Black Widow arc, I totally thought it was great because I think it's cool that somebody without any powers saved everybody. Yeah. So I thought it was a, as a really great ending for her, for her. I I liked Fat Thor. I thought it was funny. I thought it made sense for his character. Yeah. Uh, that if you had allowed something, if you hadn't been able to stop something like that from happening, you would. Uh, some people would become an alcoholic. Some people would fall apart so i thought that was yes it's done for some laughs but uh, i thought that worked with his personality because thor has always been a character that kind of ever since the first one kind of uh hid behind jokes and and laughter and stuff like that and uh as i thought i fit his character when he sees his mom that whole scene is very emotional and worked really well for me it works really well i agree mm-hmm. and yeah. i think when tony saw his dad that whole com- oh that conversation so good and uh and then when cap is dancing with peggy oh my oh, stars it was so <laughs> good it was so it's good so good and yeah. i loved ant-man in it i loved spider-man <laughs> yeah I yeah it was i did too i loved good. i loved every character in it i loved i loved i loved every interaction and it was such it was such a payoff movie i i i really liked avengers infinity war too but knowing that this was you know that it had the this part too you know was, yeah. was gonna happen so I, I I didn't have any qualms with it, but but i didn't think that the payoff was gonna be as good as it was yeah it, same and they really they really pulled it off. And again, no easy task. No. But they did it. Mm-hmm. They did it. And they, it's, it's, it's such a good film. I think it flies by. I don't think that it feels slow to me. It really no, doesn't. No, I, it didn't, I'm with you. I thought the pacing was perfect. I never look. I don't even think I looked at my watch once. You know, I was I was so enthralled yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. And, and sure, you have to accept certain things with time travel. Time travel has plot holes. It just does. It's it's that's part of the and and is it kind of a MacGuffin to just cover up everything? Yes, but yeah. that was smart. It that worked. worked. And so I really don't have that many flaws with it. I thought it was very satisfying. I love you three thousand was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I I just thought it was an incredible achievement. I walked over, I walked out of it thinking they did it. They yeah. did it. Me too. It I, I so just, hard to with do with a big smile on my face and just so happy mm-hmm. that they that they that they pulled it off in, yeah. in such a, in such a terrific way. You know, I knew. Yeah. I think we all knew that it was either going to be Cap or Iron Man, and when it's both of them. You know that that basically are, mm-hmm. are 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 done or you know retired. It was sad, mm-hmm. but yes, yeah, still so satisfying. You know, it was just yeah. done so well that you could just kind of. I like for me, I could accept like you know, yeah. In this current iteration, you know, this current form, they're not going to be in the movies anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Yeah, and you know, nobody ever really dies in Marvel. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it was a really nice way to end this arc. I just thought it was one of the most effective spectacle entertainments that i've seen in a long long time oh yeah 
So agree. Uh, so there we go. We did it. We ranked the Disney movies. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. We have some yes. more to sort of more experimental films from Marvel coming yeah, out. Really so. interesting films from Marvel. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited about them. I think the the Black Widow looks really cool. Yeah. And I know nothing about the Eternals other yeah. than just, you know, what they showed at, at D23 and, and then just, you know, little bits and pieces here, there. Such an interesting cast, such a big cast. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I'm excited for what we have. So, you know, one of my buddies and I, our motto is in Kevin Feige, we trust. Because right. I just think, you know, even though you on the, on the surface, you might like, what is happening? It's like, you know. Marvel has got a, a pretty solid game plan, typically. Marvel Studios, and, mm-hmm. and uh, go with it. And, and typically, you're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And we have Raya and the Last Dragon, and we have... Which looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm really excited so about that. Good. I hope that's going to be good. So, so good. And what then, do you think uh, about What do you think about the Mulan remake? Uh, so, I, I, I think it looks pretty good but uh-huh. i don't like how it looks like she just got a hair blow out of the salon in the middle of the battle <laughs> that annoys me <laughs> i know right but, but whatever <laughs> I, in the wind. I i i i think it'll be it'll be one of the better of these remakes i, I i'm anticipating that okay do you, you think it looks terrible or, I don't know if it looks terrible, but you just, I'm just, I hate these remakes. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I mean, I do too. Much. <laughs> but again, they're typically high quality though. I mean, high production values and they spend a lot of money on them. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And of course I'll go, you know, I'll yeah. see it. And I don't want to be like the, just the angry man about all this stuff. I'm so, you know, that's just because it's just not my style. I just, it just makes me so sad. I just think don't diminish know. this wonderful heritage you have just by these money grabs, you know? But anyway, um, I will see. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what ends up happening. I am kind of excited because <laughs> Because my favorite recent Christmas movie uh, called Christmas Perfection that I love and adore, uh, the writers for that movie are, are writing Mulan. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's a pretty big... Uh, well, that's a happy thing to know then, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some potential. Yeah, because yeah. it was really funny and really well done, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, so it's like a little Easter egg, I guess. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I don't know. It looks... It looks fine for me. Uh, you know, you've got two original Pixar. The Pixar uh, films look really interesting. I'm really excited sure. about both Onward and Soul. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, and we get a nice little break from Star Wars, which I think we all need. You know, Can we all I agree. Think that they were really <laughs> smart with the, with the Star Wars movies. Just they're they're just gonna hold off and 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 we'll see what yeah. happens. You know, supposedly. I thought I read in an interview that Kathleen Kennedy said she's going to announce a little bit more about the next Star Wars film um, in January. You know, this oh, January. Yeah. So I know it's on the calendar for December 2022, and we'll just see if if that happens and and uh, and what they choose to do. If I were a betting man, based on the success of the Mandalorian, I think that they're going to hire John Favreau to direct the next Star Wars film. But that's just me. I mean, it would make sense on the basis of like we didn't like The Lion King, but it made a lot of money. Um, yeah. So he's had all of these hits for yeah. Disney yeah. in a row, plus this now this Mandalorian. So from a business decision, it's a no-brainer, right? Uh, and right. I mean, he's made so many good stuff. I still, 
trust him. I do too. Um, I just think he, you know, he he could be he could do a good job. Clearly, with what he's done with the Mandalorian, you can see that he he loves Star Wars. He knows Star Wars. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, who, yeah. who knows? But I agree with you. I'm I'm gonna be I'm grateful for a break. <laughs> as much as I love it, it's like oh, I don't know if I can handle anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Particularly just how divisive the fan community is too. That's that's yeah. kind of hard. I mean, yeah. but it's understandable because just, just given the content that they're producing, but uh, still. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we got some rankings on Twitter. Yay. Um, so Christian uh, Paystrip, he says his ranking is Rise of Skywalker at number one, and then Toy Story, Endgame, Far From Home, Togo, uh, Frozen 2, Captain Marvel, The Lion King, Noelle, Maleficent, Little Mermaid Live. He throws that one in. Aladdin, Lady and the Tramp, Kim Possible, and Dumbo. Okay. And then Danny Z says, Endgame at number one, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, Far From Home, Captain Marvel, Togo, Aladdin, Noelle, Rise of Skywalker, Maleficent, The Lion King, Dumbo, and Lady and the Tramp in in last place. Last place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Greg Price says, Endgame number one, Rise of Skywalker, Frozen 2, Toy Story 4, Spider-Man Far From Home, Togo, Captain Marvel, Lady and the Tramp, Noelle, Penguins, Maleficent, Dumbo, King, Lion King, and then Aladdin at last place. Uh, one more I'll read. Uh, Michelle Benson, she has Endgame, Frozen 2, Captain Marvel, Toy Story 4, Maleficent 2, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, Lady and the Tramp, Spider-Man, Dumbo, Noel, Aladdin, and the Lion King. Uh, so there you go. You've got uh, some some variety Absolutely. Well, you've got such great listeners and followers. That's so fun to hear, (laughs) to hear their uh, viewpoints too. Yeah. Yeah, So let us know uh, if you're listening, let us know in the comments or on Twitter, what your rankings are of these. And if you want to throw in the Disney channel ones or whatever, feel free to do so. Uh, And uh, this was really fun. I really enjoyed doing this. Uh, And let's hope for a better quality 2020. That's what I'm hoping for. Just more, more consistent quality. Just yeah, better films. Let's hope so. <laughs> Bob Iger, if you're listening, step it up and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, very good. Well, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Stanford Clark, and I also have a movie blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. If you're listening to the podcast on uh, iTunes, if you could give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate that. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. That helps us out so much. And consider becoming a patron of, of the channel. We have a lot of fun in our patron group. And, uh, and we have giveaways and exclusives. We're trying to make it really fun for you. And so check that out. Also, we have our merch store. So it was a lot of fun stuff. You can get uh, anime, hashtag animation junkie shirts. And so t- check that out. And uh, thanks so much, Stanford. It's really fun. And uh, we will have to, we'll be talking a couple more times this month uh, with talking about some fun animation and, uh, and Snow White. So we'll look forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.